No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that formerly God judged Israel for her violence and idolatry, but in the future, for his own name's sake, he will give her a new heart and restore her in the land. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 36 on Simply the Bible. As humans, we crave new things. We start a new year. We purchase a new car. We start a new diet. When we fall short of achieving our goals, we seek a reset. We need a fresh start, a new beginning. The nation of Israel also needed a fresh start, and God would give this to her. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 16. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their way was like the uncleanness of a woman in her customary impurity. Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood they had shed on the land and for their idols with which they had defiled it. Israel defiled her land by her disobedience, bloodshed, and idolatry. They were still God's people, but their right to remain in the land was contingent on them keeping the Lord's covenant. To God, they were as unclean as a woman on her menstrual period, meaning that they were ceremonially unclean and separated from God. God poured out His fury on them for the blood they had shed and the idols they had worshipped. Some of their idolatrous worship involved them sacrificing their own children. Verse 19, So I scattered them among the nations. And they were dispersed throughout the countries. I judged them according to their ways and their deeds. When they came to the nations, wherever they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said of them, These are the people of the Lord, and yet they have gone out of his land. That I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations, wherever they went. Because of their disobedience, God scattered them among the nations. First, the northern kingdom went into Assyrian captivity, and then the southern kingdom into Babylonian captivity. But wherever they went, they profaned the Lord's holy name. They had opportunity to let their light shine and tell others of God's justice and His goodness, His laws, His redemption. But instead, they misrepresented God. Don't we also do this when we fail to demonstrate God's love to non-believers? I have heard of people in the world who simply refuse to do business with Christians because they've been ripped off by them one too many times. What a shame for the church and a reproach against Christ. The people in the nations to which the Jews were scattered would say, these are the people of the Lord, and yet... They have gone out of his land. They would conclude that either God was impotent or else he was not good because he could not keep his own people in the land. Satan is always looking for opportunities to discredit God and turn people away from following him. But God said, I had concern for my holy name. 
The Lord seeks to glorify his name throughout all the earth. He desires that everyone would know who he really is and would be drawn to him in sincere worship. And that's why we must always have that mindset that we are representing him. We are ambassadors of Christ as though God were making his appeal through us. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. How tragic that the Lord could not rescue his own people from captivity because of their change of heart and reformed ways. God had told them what they must do if they wanted him to forgive them and heal their land. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, God said, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. But they had been unwilling to do this. Therefore, God would bring them back to their land for the sake of his own great name, not because of their righteousness, not because they deserved it, but he would not allow his holy name to be blasphemed among the pagans. By gathering his people from the nations and bringing them back into their own land, then the nations would know that he is Yahweh, the powerful promise-keeping God who is unlike any other. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. So God, in His mercy and His grace for His own namesake, would take them from the nations. He would bring them back. He would sprinkle clean water on them. Now, this was the, the water of purification that they would have in many of the rituals there in the tabernacle. God would cleanse them from their ceremonial impurity. And God said, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. So this would speak of atonement, that work of atonement that would ultimately come when Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood to cleanse their sins and our sins, the sins of the world. But of course, the Jews did not receive Jesus Christ when he came the first time, by and large. And yet, uh, when he comes again, they will receive him, according to Zechariah chapter 12. And God will provide a cleansing for them and take away their sin in one day as they look upon the one whom they pierced and grieve over him as one grieves for an only son that has been lost and at that point they will receive that cleansing that atonement from god verse 26 i will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you i will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh i will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them you see when we get to a point where we simply are not changing, there's really no hope. There's no reformation project for our flesh. We simply must be crucified to the old life and born again. And this is what happens whenever we come to Jesus Christ. 
we are given a new heart and a new spirit. The Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Now, their heart had been one that was stubborn, that was hard against God, against his word. So God would give them a new heart, a tender heart, a heart that was malleable and would receive the word of God. And then God would put his spirit within them so that they would desire to walk in his statutes. He would cause them to walk in his judgments. It is God who works in us to will and do according to his good purpose. But he does that by his spirit. This is not reformation. It is regeneration. It is being born again, born of the spirit. And this is speaking here of the new covenant that God would make with his people and has made with everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God and I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses. I will call the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. God's desire for his people is that they shall dwell in the land. Now, God did bring them back after the Babylonian captivity, but it was temporary. Uh, again, they would rebel against God. They would reject Jesus Christ and they would uh, be driven out of the land, uh, scattered throughout the world in 70 AD. But God is bringing back his people, has been bringing back his people into the land. And ultimately, he will gather them during the millennial period and deliver them from all of their sins and multiply their grain, prosper them in the land forever. What a great time that's going to be. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Again, we are already seeing this as as uh, we mentioned yesterday, how they have been able to reforest and irrigate the land, the desolate places, and bring forth much fruit in the land of Israel. Today, it's a beautiful place to go there as they uh, have really renewed the land. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. This is the definition here of true repentance. You know, there's many people that get caught and they're sorry they get caught or they are sorry that they're having to deal with the consequences of their sins, but they're not truly repentant. True repentance means that you loathe the sin of what you've done, the shame of it. You hate your evil ways and desire to be completely free of them. And, uh, and that's what would ultimately happen here as they would be a new people. The Lord would be their God and they would be his people. Not for your sake do I do this, says the Lord God. Let it be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Many times God says, this is not because of your righteousness. Don't think that. This is by my grace for my own namesake. Thus says the Lord God, on the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will also enable you to dwell in the cities and the ruins shall be rebuilt. The desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say, the land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden, and the wasted, desolate, and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. So earlier the nations were saying that what was wrong with their God because he couldn't keep them in their land. But now they would say, look what has happened to this desolate land. It's like the land of Eden, 
and they would glorify the Lord. Then the nations which are left all around you shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it and I will do it. Thus says the Lord God. I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. So for the time that they had sinned against God, they had offended him by doing their despicable acts. uh, They couldn't inquire of the Lord. God would not listen to them because when they would inquire of him, they were really being hypocritical. They were still committing their idolatrous practices. But God says here, then I will let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like a flock offered as holy sacrifices, like the flock of Jerusalem on its feast days. So shall the ruined cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Again, I believe that we are seeing the beginning of this as God has been bringing back his people into the land after they were scattered for over 1900 years. But We haven't seen anything yet. Just wait until Jesus Christ returns again and God gathers all of his people throughout the world and brings them back into the Holy Land and blesses them, prospers them, and Jesus will be reigning on the throne of David. Again, what a wonderful time this will be. This is what we have to look forward to. And we who know Jesus Christ will be reigning with him. I certainly look forward to that. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at office at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord takes Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones and tells him to prophesy to them. The bones came together and live. This represents the house of Israel coming up out of her graves and returning to her land. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.